y'all, I'm Allie Spears, and this is Ag Chicks, where we dig deep with the women who are helping to feed the world. All right, so for today's episode, we are sitting down with Laura Green, and Laura is another incredible woman that I met at Natalie's uh, Rural Rooted Retreat, and she has an incredible story and an incredible business that she does uh, in conjunction with her family, and I think you guys are really going to like what she has to tell you about all of that and all the other fun things that she has going on. So Laura, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about yourself to get things started today. Yes, yes. My name is Laura Green, and I, um, my family and I live in um, northeastern Minnesota in a rural community. Um, I'm actually a teacher um, full-time, but uh, just within the last five years, my husband and I created our business called Wood Pallet Treasures, and we don't have any business background at all. It was just something that we decided to go, go for, and it was just going to be a little hobby business, and next thing you know, we're also doing that full-time as well, so it's been quite an adventure. Uh, but Wood Pellet Treasures <clears throat> basically started with us just um, making a few items out of, you know, upcycling um, wood from old pallets and barn wood. And um, Travis is a carpenter by trade. And, you know, so it just was really a natural skill for him. He builds a lot of the things in our home. Um, and people just started taking interest to it. Like, wow, that's really creative. You know, it's just started with like a wine rack. And next thing you know, I thought, well, you know, you're getting so many requests. Why don't I just, you know, put us on Etsy and just, you know, see, see where that takes us. And, um, and now it's, uh, we, we build pretty much anything and everything. Uh, a lot of home decor, wall decor, signs. We've done pallet walls, headboards, uh, you name it. Uh, we've built it basically. So um, it's just, yeah, our kids uh, are part of the process. We find haul cut pallets. Um, they're in charge of using all the tools, cutting, cutting uh, the boards apart. We sand them down. Um, and most of our orders are on Etsy. Of course, we have a lot of local orders as well, but it's amazing. We ship nationwide um, and we're extremely busy, but it's been really fun having a family business like that. Yeah. And of course, my new adventure is, and I don't know if we want to talk about that now too, but um, something that I've always been really um, passionate about as just as a teacher is just hands-on experiential learning and getting kids outside. And I got my master's uh, degree a few years ago and I had an environmental certificate and I took a lot of um, classes, outdoor, um, outdoor learning and building outdoor classrooms. And so I did, I took on that project at our school. I built an outdoor classroom in hopes that it would really take off with this you know, nature-based learning. But of course, that's really hard in the public school when you have um, a curriculum that you need to follow and, you know, you have administration that's driving, um, you know, certain policies. And so it was really hard for just kind of a one-man show to do that. Um, but I still have been really passionate about it. And I just thought, what are some ways that I can take what I love about teaching and then actually do what it is that I want to do, which is experiential learning. You know, and even with Wood Pallet Treasures, we've had um, Girl Scouts come into the shop and we've taught them how to use tools and we we've helped them construct um some really cool things for their bedrooms um and that's been so fun it was just it was valuable learning and and um that you benefited all of us and so I thought that's what we really want to do so how can we take you know me you know my education degree and what we do with wood pallet treasures and then turn it into some really awesome experiences for kids um and you know this you've probably heard of farm school mm -hmm. and that's a big thing right now and so, um, you know, we, we live on a little hobby farm here. We have goats and, and we have Scottish Highland cows, like, like your, your mom, dad. Yes. Too. Uh, um, 
but we don't have like the actual agriculture background. And so I was missing that piece. And so one of my very good friends who is actually, um, they, they are crop farmers. Um, she was as, just as passionate about this project as I was. And so just this summer, within the last month, we created Project Wild Rooted, where we're, um, we only have about eight courses that we're doing just this summer, just kind of, you know, trying it out, getting our hands wet in it. Um, but I'm really excited. We filled up really fast. And so we're really already um, knowing that this is going to grow. And so it's really fun. I'm 39 years old and I'm still trying to figure out what it is I want to do when I grow up. Yes. And I'm actually, I'm glad you just said that because um, working in higher education, you know, sometimes I have students that come into my office and they're just like, I don't know what I want to do. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure that we put on people these days to know exactly what you want to do when you get to college or when you graduate high school. And um, I think that if you do things right, that can look different throughout your life and you can, it can be um, continually evolving, especially with such cool projects like what you guys are doing. Um, and I do, I, I want to talk about, I want to talk about all of it, obviously, but I want to talk about you guys not having an agricultural background, yet still seeing the need for that. Walk me through that a little bit about how all of that came about. So I grew up, I, we have a hobby farm, but I grew up on a hobby farm. Both my parents were farmers and I absolutely loved um, going to the farm. Um, my grandpa still had a working farm at the time when I was a child. And so we would bale hay and he would have us rock the crops looking for, um, you know, velvet leaf and all of that. And I loved the cows. I loved walking the fields. I just had such a passion for, um, agriculture I wanted so badly like I, when I grew, when I was little I thought I was going to marry a farmer or a rancher and we were move over to Montana you know I just have that embedded in my soul um, and I when I was in high school I was trying to find like my neighbor uh, ran a farm I thought well maybe you know he'd hire me and I could you know get up early and before school and work on his farm I just had that desire so badly and um, you know, I could do a little bit of that with what we had with our sheep and our pigs and, but it, it was pretty short lived. Um, but you know, we live in a rural area, but there's, and there's, there's a ton of farmland, um, a lot of farm families still around, but I do see, um, things changing. Kids are changing. When I got my master's degree, I read the book last child in the woods by Richard Louvre. And there is a clear nature deficit disorder out there. And that's not just with nature, but that's understanding the world around you and right. having a deep connection with rural roots and, and, you know, how things work, how, you, how you truly get your food. Um, there is <clears throat> such a misconception about farmers and what they do. And they, they are the smartest scientists I have ever met. I have such a deep respect for them. Um, and, and I think kids just need to understand that, you know, I mean, I'm a first grade teacher, kindergarten and first grade, and how many of my students really truly be believe that chocolate milk comes from a brown cow, yep. you know, yep. um, we need to be really educating our children and we'll always say, well, why, but you know, the world's changing. It doesn't really matter. It does matter because if you don't understand the world around you, how can you be a steward of this, of this earth? How can you truly understand it and, and, um, and be respectful and, and understand um, how, you know, we have such a deep connection, such a part of, of the world around us. And, and we don't want that to get lost. And so um, we need programs that are educating children in that. And those, edu those educational programs, honestly, few and far between. Um, and so we really want to bring that back. Yeah. And the, obviously there's 4-H and FFA, but some kids who are not in a rural setting may never 
be exposed to that. So the fact that starting something within the school, and then obviously you guys are giving the kids an outlet outside of the school now too with your um, your program. But honestly, I'm a firm believer that it needs to start somewhere in the elementary schools and then continue yeah. on um, because that's somebody, uh, I listened to somebody and they said something about uh, youth is our greatest commodity as an agriculture industry. And the fact that if, if youth doesn't want to be involved, then how are we going to eat? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They have to understand um, how the importance of it. And, you know, that is so true what you just said about the kids who are you know, having those experiences. It's, it's, you know, why are the kids in 4-H? It's because they already have an agriculture background mm -hmm. for the most part. Right. They 75% of the in 4-H literally live on a farm or have that ag background um, give them the confidence that they can try those new things and even like you know i was talking to my husband about all of the courses that we're offering in high school like this the small engines and the um the ag courses well who are those students that are interested in taking those the students who already have an agriculture or small motor background where their parents are already giving them hands-on experiential learning um so again how do we get those kids hooked who don't have that. I mean, I know several kids and I'm me myself, really. I mean, I, I remember being in high school thinking, wow, I would really love to take those classes. Cause again, I was so interested in it, but I thought I don't belong there. That's yep. not who I am. And, and they're going to laugh at me. I, I don't belong there. And so I think a lot of kids feel that way. And they need to understand that you can belong anywhere that you are passionate about, or that you have a desire to learn more about. Right. Yes. Especially I feel like in agriculture to where they are vital, like we just mentioned, they are vital to the industry progressing and continuing. Um, and I'm not naive to think everybody's gonna love agriculture when they when they learn about it, I get it. But I think just having that basic understanding of this is where your food comes from, your chocolate milk does not come from a brown cow, um, and these are the people that are putting in the, the work and effort is, is such an important thing. Right, and I mean, and just little things, I'm really excited about our upcoming session. Um, it's, you know, it's very basic, you know, we're dealing with six-year-olds, you know, six through 12-year-olds, and we're actually having some preschool classes cool, too, called Little Wild Roots, um, but you have to start small, like one of them is, um, it's called Tinkers and Chicks um, and Kittens, so we're going to play with the kittens and chicks, we're going to learn about chickens, why people raise chickens, what's the difference between an egg and a meat layer, uh, egg layer and, and a meat bird, and then, you know, looking at different size eggs, we're going to allow them to to crack an egg, you know, how many kids really crack an egg and, and, and have touched the egg and have gotten dewy and gotten dirty and really understood the consistency and what is the yolk and how does the yolk get fertilized, little things like that. And then um, part of our program, which I love so much, um, this Project Wild Roots is that it's not only giving the kids like that nature-based learning, but also that hands-on learning. So that tinker piece, kids want to learn with their hands. And mm -hmm. so often we're saying, don't do that. Be careful. That's dangerous. No, that's mommy's tools. That's daddy's tools. We want kids to use those tools. We want them to figure it out on their own. And so a lot of it is just tinkering with nuts and bolts, figuring out what pieces go together. Um, some of our classes are offering actual construction. They're going to be using drills to build um, planters after it's a dirt, um, dirt and drainage unit. We're going to be talking about sand and different soils and, and why certain soil is good for for growing crops and even plants and flowers in your garden um, and they're building planters and so they're going to be constructing that and of course with our help and some support um, they're going to feel really confident about uh, being able to do that then uh, more often on their own just from those experiences so um, 
all it takes is a little bit of time and energy. And sadly, in our world right now, and it's just the way it is, both parents are working full time and they hire things out. You mm-hmm. want to change your point, you hire it out. Yep. You want somebody to uh, redo a bedroom in your room, you hire it out. When really, um, with just a little bit of time, energy, and confidence, you can do those things. And it's nice just to have that background knowledge. And of course, as an educator, I also know that the more background knowledge a child has about the world around them, then the greater the vocabulary is, the greater their comprehension is. And that's all key um, to building a great literacy. Yep. Yeah. And I think you mentioned, Foundation, the, so. you mentioned the confidence. And I think that's huge um, too, because growing up is, is a weird time, right? There's weird situations and all of that. And so just having the confidence to um, know that you can do something and do it well is, is very positive. I think in a world that sometimes is not so positive. Exactly. Right. Just try, just fail. We're so afraid of failure, aren't we? Yes. You know, yes. Michelle and I are going into this whole project wild rooted that way. Wow. This could be a complete dud. Yeah. Oh, well, tried and we tried something new you know there's people are afraid to do that and so you know it's really interesting too when we first got started and we built our website and we had our classes ready and we were ready to just launch it and of course the amazing thing about social media is we only have launched launched it on Instagram and Facebook um within two hours the sessions were filled that's so cool that's that's awesome right there is such a need for that um, so just try new things. And again, it could still be a failure. We don't know. Right. Maybe after this, will be, who knows? But I, from what we are already understanding, we know that it's, it's, uh, it's going to grow. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, it's awesome. I think that you guys have found a, a great way to start and a great way to, um, again, just kind of get kids involved and help build the confidence and do all of the things that we just talked about. I think it's going to be, I think you're going to be surprised at how well it really does go how well it goes and how, how much it takes off. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so. So I would like to thank our sponsor hooked AF. Anna has been a huge supporter of me and ag chicks. um, But I would like to let you know about some of the exciting things that she has going on. The first is her app ranch hand, your ranch in your hand. This is an app that she has developed and is now launching. um, And it will take your ranch management system to the next level and really just make any everything more efficient. The next thing is if you are a business owner and would like to really refine the way you do things and take your level um, a business up a notch, then you need to check out her business retreats. You can connect with Anna on Instagram or you can um, connect with her through her website, which will be in the show notes. Thank you, Anna, again for all your support. And I was walking around looking at the home with my mother-in-law and she pointed to a wine rack that was built out of a pallet. And she's like, oh, that's so cool. I would love something like that. And I took out my camera, took a little picture, said, oh, that's easy. Yeah. Christmas gift there. There you Chapter go. We're done, you know. And uh, I sent it to, or showed it to Travis when I got home. And I said, hey, perfect gift for your mom. She wants this. And he was like, yeah, it's going to take me like five minutes. I can totally do that. And so from there, we started building them. Um, and then, of course, making more of, more of our own, our own twist on them. Um, I was leaving some natural. Um, I was, uh, you know, painting some, um, staining some. I just fell in love with the 
grains of wood. And there's so many, and of course he knew all of this. I was just new to this whole world of wood and all of the different types of trees and, and where wood comes from and, and how the, how like old wood looks so much differently than the, the newer wood. And, and when you sand them down and you stain them, um, the coloring and the, and the texture, everything is just so different. And I just fell in love with that. He still thinks I'm a bit crazy, but um, from there, there were so many requests. Um, he just, he was like, this is crazy. This is not. So I said, well, let's, we're going to start a little Etsy shop and we're going to see where this takes off. And I had, again, no business background, didn't know what I was doing, built the Etsy shop, um, it had a name. And that was interesting. I, our wood pellet treasure name was literally a hashtag. I think once I posted a couple of, it's a treasure made out of, you know, recycled wood. Right. And that stuck. And so that's what I named our app. Etsy shop and when it started getting um to the point where I was like wow Travis this could really be something we made our we made our business official within the state of Minnesota we actually trademarked um and then and honestly since then it's all been just media market and it's not even a lot it's just amazing how um how things have just taken off um a lot a lot really just um authentically mm-hmm. um and of course now after going rooted I you know you start using using some actual useful tools that you can right. um really grow really grow so yeah and but you know it's hard when you work I you that's know, what it, I was gonna say yeah. yeah I know the word um like small business or like side hustle I feel like is not even really applicable to most things because it's a full-time job outside of your full-time job well, and that's the thing. And I, you know, we just made a fun little reel kind of just depicting that like a small business is not just, yeah, we build something and we sell it. There is such a crazy amount of time spent behind the scenes, especially for us where you know we don't buy wood from the store. Thank goodness with the price of, oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, we find pallets. People seek out us. Usually if they have a load, they're like, Hey, I need these pallets out of my shop or out of my yard. Please come get them. Um, that takes time. It takes a lot of time and energy. We store them now in, um, at our, our home. You know, everything's off of our residency. Um, and then, yeah, cutting the pallets apart, sanding them down, getting, getting the right boards for the right projects. Um, when we used, to, we, were, we used to do a ton of pallet walls and we kind of stopped doing those just because of the time and, and commitment and energy really it took. But um, I mean, a thousand boards we would prepare and haul to these different locations to do. Um, but, and then of course there's the marketing piece and then right. there's the sales piece when, when a business or a customer reaches out to me, it's me like on yep. my phone, um, you know, shipping department. Hey, I'm your girl. <laughs> That's me. Uh, we have a great relationship with our local hardware store. I'm constantly on the phone or texting them. Hey, we need this. Can you get this? Can you find this? You know, I want to shop as local as possible. Um, but, you know, it's interesting, too, because when we first started, we were working on a little wood shop at my in-laws place, which is actually two miles down. We didn't um, we didn't have a uh, sorry, I'm, I had to delete a call there. We didn't have um, a, a our place um, so every night trying to fill a couple of orders, dragging our toddlers with us. I think we went to first grade um, and, you know, doing the whole like I'd leave early to home to bed and then um and then you know Travis would stay later and we finally when things were growing we finally um 
just built a nice big pull shed here at our location. And it has just been such a wonderful investment and such a blessing. It's just amazing how when you really do follow your desires um, and do what it is uh, that you truly want to do and you're not afraid to do it, um, how much joy that really brings in your life and to your family. Yeah, absolutely. And just leaning into all of that. And I feel like it just makes things are just, I don't know, lighter, if that makes sense. Like you, you just, it's just not as stressful and not that there isn't stress that comes with it, but um, it's just not as much, I think, outside pressure. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But. I, I, I agree. I, it's um, when you're doing something that you love and you are passionate about, it's not as much work. I mean, sure, it's work work, but it's not hard work. Yeah. It's natural work. And then you're, you're so right about that. You're not as worried about what other people are saying or thinking. You're just doing something that you know that you're meant to do. Right. And I think when coming back to what you had said earlier about the pressure of kids trying to figure out what it is they want to do when they're 18 years old, because college is so expensive. Yes. Um, they need to just stop and reflect and really maybe even take some time to really figure out what it is that they enjoy doing. Um, you know, that exercise that we did at, uh, real rooted where we laid on the floor and we closed our eyes and we talked to our younger self. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but I talked to my seven year old self and I was in the woods digging a hole, making my nature stew that I used to make when I was little. And that really just brought tears to my eyes when we did that, because that's, that's kind of when project wild rooted really sparked me too, because, you know, who you are as a child and those things that you really truly enjoyed are embedded deep within your soul and they do get clouded over and washed away by uh, friends time commitments other interests of ours um, but we really need to like be in tune with who it is and who we are at the deep root of our soul um, because those things truly do come out as your true passions later on um, yeah. and that's what I'm doing right now you know like teaching working with my hands being outside in the woods um you know just right yeah. following your dreams and passions yeah so I have what is something that you would maybe give advice or tell somebody who is worried about leaning into that a little bit um as far as following their dreams or passions and like worrying again about maybe what other people are thinking or having the full-time job and not sure if they can manage it all. What's something piece of advice you would give them? Well, you definitely have to be disciplined. That's for one. I make a list every single night of what it is that I have to do. Um, <laughs> I, I don't sit on the couch and eat chips and watch my favorite show at night. That's just not who I am. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that you can't, you can't do that and, and, and have a successful, you know, side hustle, mm -hmm. but depends on what it is. I mean, you really have to be invested and you have to just, um, you know, I'm, my husband's trying to get a hold of me. Uh, really have to be invested in, in working hard and, uh, and setting kind of up a plan for yourself. But the thing is you, you really need to figure out the pros and cons to it. You know, is, is this, how is this going to benefit me? Is it just going to be something that I'm passionate about? Is it going to be a money maker? Um, and who's my audience? You know, who's going to be interested in this? Yeah. Um, but I absolutely 100% will always tell people if it's something that you are passionate about and want to do, then just do it. Like that's what we do. 
didn't have a necessarily a business plan. That's so many people said that, oh, what's your business plan? We don't have a business plan. We don't have a business plan. We still don't have a business plan, but we're yeah. successful in what we do. Right. We didn't right. Because I didn't need a loan. You know, there's ways to do it, especially with your marketing on social media. You don't need any of that. You just need, you need to have the energy and you need to just show it on your face and you have to believe in yourself and, and just do it. And don't be afraid to change it. You know, if you start one way and it's not working, oops, we're going in this direction now. Yeah. You, you can, know, and I can always change things because there isn't always, a, um, a set in stone way that it has to happen. Right. Right. Like right now, you know, we are still successful on Etsy. So many people have said, you know, you really need a website, which is right. We do. We absolutely do. It's actually one on my list of things to do after five years, we're finally going to get a website. Um, but, uh, it's worked for us not to have one. Mm -hmm. And now is the time. So you should never feel pressure to just to do all these things that you see other people doing or, Oh, that's what they said. Technically the right way. Nothing's, I don't even believe that there's ever a right way. It's just what works for you. Yeah. And if it works, then keep doing it. If it's time to change, then don't be afraid to change it up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, Laura, I feel like the time actually like flew by today. Um, but thank you so much for spending uh, some time chatting with me. Are you ready for your rapid fire questions? Yes. I'm super <laughs> nervous. Okay. So they're going to be, they're super random. I need to find a better place to pull some of these from, but um, the first one is how many keys do you have on your keychain? And I answer this right now. I have two. Two? Dang, I have way too many keys on my keychains. I, I need to consolidate. I don't, I shouldn't even say this on here, but I hate locking things up. Well, when you <laughs> live out in the country, you don't always need that. Well, and I'm just such a, like, yes, I have my car keys. I have my house key. I don't, yep. that's it. So I don't want to. My brain is too frazzled to have anything else. Don't need any more clutter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Second question is if they were to make a light or a movie about your life, who would you want to play you? Oh gosh. Oh, I'm so bad at actors and actresses. Me too. I'm terrible. I'm the worst at them. You know, and I have like certain ones that I absolutely love and I'm like, oh my gosh, they remind, and I can't even think of who they are. <laughs> it has to be somebody who has, who's just super like, has a lot of energy and passion. Yes. Um, I used to think Joel from Heart. Heartland would be a good one, but she's not, she doesn't have enough energy. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have enough. And then the third one is what is your favorite summer activity? Oh gosh. I love being outside in the heat and the sun. I don't necessarily love being in the water. I love being on the boat. I love running. I love being dirty. I love being in my garden. Oh my gosh. I love my garden. So anything Just warm outside weather you're about basically. <laughs> Well, yeah, we only get like three months of it. So. That's true. Yes. Being in Minnesota, you have to definitely take advantage of that time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm like, kids, get outside right now. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> well, Laura, thank you so much for uh, sharing a little bit about everything that you guys have going on. I cannot wait to see everything unfold. I think it's going to be very successful. Um, but if you could tell us where to connect with you, if people are wanting to get in touch or find out more information. Yes, absolutely. Always Instagram is the number one place. Uh, find us at Wood Pellet Treasures and also Project Wild Rooted. We also have a website, projectwildrooted.com. Check out there. Um, and then soon Wood Pellet Treasures will have an actual website, which that will be woodpellettreasures.com as well. So awesome. And I will be sure to uh, put all that information in the description box if you are wanting that or didn't catch it. Um, but again, Laura, thanks so much. And I, I can't, I really cannot wait to see how all of these things take off for y'all. 
Well, and thank you, Allie. This has been so fun. Thank you so much for offering um, this to us. We, uh, I've really enjoyed it. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ag Chicks. Don't forget to follow along on social media at Ag Chicks on Instagram and Facebook, and that every episode has a visual version on YouTube on the Ag Chicks channel.